0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Millennial Movie Minute. Minute. I'm your host, Blake. I'm Christian. And we are millennials.
1: We talk about movies.
0: And this will take more than a minute. This is our second episode featuring Toy Story 2 and Wall-E.
1: Yay! We're still in that Disney Pixar bracket.
0: Yep, we didn't leave you hanging. We're still doing podcasts.
1: Yeah, it was just a little bit late. Sorry, yeah. guys.
0: Yeah, it just takes us a while because, you know...
1: We have kids.
0: Yeah, and that kind of hampers things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to get into Toy Story 2 first. But before we do, um, I'm going to give you some specs. Uh Toy on Story, us. Toy Story 2 is actually... One of only two movies on this bracket that I have 100% Rotten Tomatoes rating. What's the other one? Toy Story 1. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story 2 was released November 24th, 1999. That is a full decade ago. Come this November. Hmm. And it made almost $500 million in the box office. Uh, $497.4 million million dollars in the box office.
0: That's like only mid-range though for Disney Pixar, right?
1: Um, yeah. There are definitely quite a few movies that make more money than that. Um, so we'll go ahead and, and, uh, recap. So the movie starts off, um... You know, you're in space. It's obviously a Buzz Lightyear thing. Um, he's flying around. He lands on a foreign planet uh, with very low gravity, like very, like there's very little gravity because there's uh like, dust, debris, asteroids, something. I don't know, like floating around. It's you know it's
0: reminiscent I mean? of the moon.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: No atmosphere, dusty. Yeah. It's the moon.
1: So, he's, um, he lands on the planet, he says that it is where Zerg's hideout is, but there seems to be no intelligent life anywhere, and then he looks around, and oh my gosh, all of a sudden he's surrounded by Zerg's robots. Um, he fights them all, then he fights another one, he gets into Zerg's hideout, he finds the source of Zerg's power, which is literally a battery, um... you know, a couple of things happen. He gets to the battery. It turns out it's a hologram. And then he starts to fight Zerg, And Zerg kills him. Like blasts him in half. That's when we find out that this is a video game. That Rex is playing. Yeah. Um,
0: and you know what's funny? I've never actually seen this movie. <coughs> until we just watched it. I saw. This...
1: Yeah you mentioned that.
0: Uh, I saw the first Toy Story. And then I watched the third one. I guess I didn't know which one it was or if I had ever seen the second one. But I was just like, oh, yeah, one and three. That's good. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, here comes Toy Story 2 out of nowhere, you know, straight out of 1999. Yeah, uh, brand new. (laughs) Brand new to my eyes.
1: (laughs) Okay, so anyway, um, you know, Rex is playing the game. He's exasperated because he can't beat it. Woody is frantically searching for his hat because he's lost it and he's supposed to go to cowboy camp with andy and andy isn't going to take him to cowboy camp without a hat but you know of course he will because it's andy and it's woody um you know andy's andy comes up and his mom is like you know we have five minutes we're leaving and he's like oh five minutes so you know he sets up this whole scene and he starts playing and everything and in the midst of playing he rips woody's arm and that is what keeps Woody from going to cowboy camp. So, you know, Andy's mom's like, don't worry, we'll fix him. She puts him up on the shelf, which apparently is like a, a death sentence for toys.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, I can I can, uh, I can can relate to that because our son had like a fart noise machine. Ugh. And I got tired of it, so I shelved it. Yeah, I'm guilty.
1: <sighs> I just put it in the Goodwill bag.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so Andy's off to camp the next day, uh, well, Woody wakes up after being on the shelf. It seems like it's the next day. Uh, Andy's back. He's back early. He gets Woody and he starts playing with him and everything. And then he notices Woody's arm is broken. And he's like, oh yeah, you're broken. I don't want to play with you anymore. He's so monotone about it. He just drops Woody into a pile of cards, which then turns into this bottomless pit.
0: Yeah, it kind of reminded me of another movie Labyrinth. Is that the one where she falls through and yeah, then the like, hands. she's like in the void?
1: And there's a bunch of hands I grabbing at her? So. I think
0: yeah, so. It's been Labyrinth. forever. Okay, so it's reminiscent of Labyrinth.
1: Yeah, it's very reminiscent of Labyrinth. Um, it's a stress dream. You know, it doesn't really happen. Woody wakes up. And uh, he sees Wheezy, which is another toy. It's a little penguin squeaker toy. Um, And Wheezy's squeaker is broken. He's dying, apparently. And, you know, he says, we're all just one squeak away from up here to down there. And he points. And Andy's mom is setting up a yard sale. Um, Andy's mom comes up to get get some stuff for the yard sale. And she gets Wheezy. He happens to be one of the toys. So Woody decides he's gonna save Wheezy. All the other toys think he's committing suicide, but he actually does save Wheezy. You know, he gets Buster, the puppy, he rides him down to the yard sale, and he saves Wheezy, but he falls off. And since he's a toy, you know, he can't just like walk back to the dog. Um, so he's kind of stuck there, and then this little girl finds him, and she wants him, but the mom is like, oh no, he's broken. So she like throws him aside, he says his catchphrase, "There's a snake in my boot," and that's when this guy uh,
0: dresser part guy,
1: yeah, his name's Al in the movie. Perfect. Um, he's he uh, finds Woody. He tries to buy him. Andy's mom won't sell him. He offers her 50 bucks for the toy. She's like, "No, this is my son's favorite toy." She locks him in the lockbox. So he creates a diversion with a skateboard, then breaks into the lockbox and steals Woody. The toys see this happen. Um Buzz, you know, runs down, he tries to save him, even jumps on the car, tries to open up the trunk, but he gets thrown off the trunk so
0: and he reads the license plate on the way out
1: yeah it's l-z-t-y-b-r-n they figure out um you know they devise a plan they've got all this evidence and everything they figure out that he is al of al's toys barn al's toy barn um and we the audience you know it cuts to al we find out that al wants to sell woody um, and this is where we meet Jesse and the Prospector and Bullseye of the Roundup gang. We find out that Woody had a TV show. He was the star of Woody's Roundup TV show. Um, so goes back to the toys. Buzz is going to find Woody. And, you know, it goes back and forth between the Roundup gang and Andy's toys. The Roundup gang, uh, tell Woody that they're headed to the museum now because they have Woody and uh, the museum only wants a complete set because Woody's like, no, I can't go. I'm still somebody's toy. Jessie has like a full-on panic attack. She doesn't want to go back into storage. Um, so she ends up hating Woody because he won't go to the museum with them. Um, where was I? The other toys, Andy's toys, mount a rescue to get Woody back. Um, they actually they decide they're going to cross this major street
0: under in, traffic cones. Yeah,
1: they're underneath traffic <laughs> cones. They cause huge accidents, like major traffic incidents. Um
0: and almost get killed in the process. Yeah, but they or get in they get into the broken. store.
1: Yeah. So, they get into the store. They're looking around. They find, like... Buzz finds, like, this Buzz Lightyear display. Um, and there's, like, a new utility belt thing. And, of course, there's another Buzz there who, like, in the first movie, spoiler alert, believes that he's an actual space ranger. Um,
0: Buzz is not happening. He's like, I don't have time for this.
1: Yeah. So, the other Buzz puts... Andy's Buzz back in a box
0: tied <laughs> up and everything.
1: Yeah. And uh the rest of the toys, it's a uh, Rex, Potato Head and Ham are in a Barbie dream car or Barbie convertible or whatever. They or maybe it's an RC car. I don't know. They're they're in a convertible. Well, they're driving, driving. Yeah, so it's probably an RC car. Um so they're driving around. And uh, they get buzz in the car with them, and then Rex like falls out, or he doesn't get in the car, or something. And there's a nod to Jurassic Park right there, where you know there's a T. Rex chasing the car, and they see it in the rear view.
0: Yeah. That was um, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And Rex is like,
1: guys, wait. <laughs> yes. They find um, tour guide Barbie. And uh, Spud, or uh, Mr. Potato Head, he's like, I'm a married Spud, I'm a married Spud, I'm a married Spud. And Ham pushes him aside and says, make way for the single guys. (laughs) Um,
0: What a pig.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While this is happening, um, Al has called a guy to fix Woody. The guy has come. He's fixed Woody's arm. He's painted over Andy's name on the bottom. He's made Woody just like new. Um, Woody, you know, after Al leaves, Woody is super excited about being just like brand new. Jesse's super mad at him. This is when we find out that Jesse had a kid. Her name was Emily. And uh, basically, Emily outgrew. Jessie she was just like Andy you know Jessie was her favorite toy and everything and this was clearly during the 70s late 60s early 70s um, just based on the posters that Emily had on her wall and everything just the decor of the room and uh, so she outgrows Jessie and she donated her so Jessie's really bitter about that and she's hurt Um. And the prospector talks woody into staying with the group because he's like you know andy's gonna grow up that's gonna happen to you too so then andy's toys uh, they're in al's toy barn they get into his office and at this point they still have the wrong buzz but they don't realize it uh, they see al and uh al's faxing pictures they see the picture of woody So they get Al's bag because they're gonna go with him to get woody um the real buzz has broken out of the box at this point but he's not with the rest of them but he does see the rest of them like he sees rex's tail poking out of the bag so he knows where they're going but he misses the car you know al leaves and he misses the car um so he makes his way over there on his own However, he unwittingly releases Zerg, who, you know, he's a toy, but he believes he's the real Zerg, so that could be a problem. Um, The rest of the toys get to Al's apartment complex, but Al has left the bag in the car. They get out of the car. They go in through the vent. Um, You know, a bunch of stuff happens. They finally get to Woody and the Roundup gang Woody explains why he wants to stay. And they're like, you know, really disappointed, but they leave. Then Woody changes his mind. He wants Jesse and Bullseye to go with him. And he turns to go back to the vent. And the prospector is out of his box, which I probably should have mentioned that he was mint in box. He was never even out of his box. Mm-hmm. So the prospector is out of his box and he has stopped them. Um, so he's basically the villain of this story. Um, the rest of the toys, you know, Woody calls to the rest of Andy's toys. They're going to try to get the vent back off, but then Al's coming, and he puts the Roundup gang in the suitcase to, you know, go to Japan, to go to the museum. Uh, so the toys go to the elevator. They take the elevator down and everything. Zurg is there and fights the sec the buzz that's not Andy's buzz. Um, Zerg almost beats Buzz, and Buzz is like, "You killed my father!" And Zerg, it you know because Disney was foreshadowing when they would buy out Star Wars. Zerg's like, "No, I am your father." And then Buzz screams, "No!" You yeah. know, like he's Luke Skywalker. Like Luke. <laughs> yeah. Um, the rest of the toys get to Woody at this point, but they don't get him. They almost get him, but they don't. Al gets in the car. He's driving to the airport. They get in the Pizza Planet truck. The toys do. They're chasing the car. They're driving the Pizza Planet truck to the airport. They chase the car to the airport. They get in a pet carrier when they get to the airport. They get on the luggage carousel. So that they can get back to Woody. They lose the suitcase. They finally find the suitcase. Um, The prospector gets out. Like right before they're about to save Woody. The prospector like comes out. He rips Woody's arm again. He's like you can go. uh, You can go together or in pieces. That's how he says it. Um, uh, so finally, you know, Buzz comes and they defeat the prospector. Yay. Yay! They put him in a little girl's bag because he needs to be played with. <laughs> um,
0: to which the, the Barbie in, uh, next to him in, a, in the pocket is like, oh, you'll, um, uh, what did she say?
1: You'll like Amy. She's an artist. Yeah.
0: She turns her head, and there's like, there's like a good, nice design on the side of her face, but
1: yeah. But also half her head is shaved.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> and you know pro- the prospector is a mint toy.
1: Yeah. He's like never been played with or anything. We colored down. Um. So they they saved Woody, but and and Bullseye, but they haven't saved Jesse. And Jesse gets put on the plane. Buzz and Woody are on Bullseye. And they're chasing the plane. I don't know how a toy horse is going that fast. But it is. They're chasing the plane. Um, Woody climbs up there to get Jesse. He gets Jesse. They save Jesse. They all get back home to Andy. Um, you know, they all live happily ever after, Woody gets back to Bo Peep Buzz sheepishly like, Hook asks out Jesse or whatever I don't know, they become a couple so there's Buzz and Jesse and Woody and Bo Peep and they all live happily ever after until the next movie when Bo Peep's not in it, spoilers Wait, what? Um, Bo Peep's not in Toy Story 3
0: Why? But,
1: yeah, I, we'll, we will watch it Oh. And you will find
0: out. Coming soon. Maybe. Millennial Movie Minute finds out why Bo Peep is not in Toy Story 3.
1: Yep. Okay, so that is the recap of Toy Story 2. Um, I forgot to mention that Rex knocked Zurg off the elevator, so he beat Zurg. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a little extra and then, plot point. Yeah, and then after that, Buzz two and zerg like the toys offered to let the other Buzz come with them he was like no i'm gonna spend some quality time with my dad
0: (laughs) and zerg is like go along buddy and throws the ball for
1: him yeah (laughs) so they're playing catch um and then whenever they get back you know ham asks rex to help him in the video game and rex is like i don't need to play this game anymore i lived it so that's the recap. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back.
0: So see you in a minute. And welcome back. Hi. So we're about to get into section two or segment two, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same. Uh, of Wally, we're going to do the recap first. Uh, Christian, you got the numbers?
1: Yep. Wally has 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it was released June 27th, 2008. And made $533.3 million in the box office, which is more than Toy Story 2 made.
0: About what, 40000 40, No, that's $40,000. Okay, so $40 million more.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I said... Um, Toy Story 2 came out a decade ago. It came out almost 20 years ago. Not not 10 years ago. Oh. 10 years ago would have been 2009. These two movies were almost 10 years apart. I'm just an idiot who can't do math.
0: <laughs> no. We just, you know, we're living in the past.
1: Yeah, well.
0: <laughs> Alright, so... I don't know what happened to that 4%. Um, but... I love Wally. I think it should have got 110%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's super adorable. Little robot who just, I don't know. He just, there's something about him. So if you've never seen Wally, definitely pause it here. Go watch the movie because you won't regret it. Um, all right. So let's get Will right into anybody it.
1: anybody ever regret watching a Disney movie, though? I mean,
0: yeah. They're all pretty good. All right, so uh, let's get right into it. Well, with, oh, first of all, you might be wondering, what does Wall-E stand for? It's not just a clever little name, but it actually stands for Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class. So he's waste, He basically, he lifts up loads of waste on Earth.
1: He's a trash robot.
0: Yeah. So the the whole premise of this story is that the um, Wally is left to clean up Earth after uh, the humans destroy it with trash. So that's quite apparent when the movie starts. Um,
1: there's a lot of trash.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of trash. It's playing like an upbeat like '50s song, and for some reason, like '50s music goes really well with apocalypse. I don't know. It
1: really does. I mean, Fallout does that too.
0: Yeah, Fallout games. And, you know, it just, I don't know. It just plays right into it. Because, like, the 50s is so upbeat and all the music is, like, cheery and happy. And then you got, like, this barren wasteland of, you know, in WALL-E, at least, um, in the city, it's just stacks of cubes of trash. Yeah. And uh, so it goes through and Wally's doing his thing. And then you kind of learn a little bit about Wally in the beginning of the movie. Um, how um, he just basically has the same routine every day. Um, and he's riding around and he's riding past these um, these projectors, like ad screens, uh, showing about Axiom, which is the ship that uh, takes everyone away, you know, to be in space until earth gets cleaned up and it's run the spaceship is run by a company called by and large which is just like basically um, what would you call it
1: the walmart of disney
0: <laughs> the walmart of disney yeah the walmart that just like takes over earth and um so you, that you just learn a little bit from those things and you know get a little bit of the backstory and it kind of snaps back to Wally, and uh, you know he's going to to his um, home, which is an old waste allocation load lifter Earth class, which actually shows on the side of his truck. Um, he's going back to his home. He opens up the door, he goes in, and it's just like it looks like junk. But Wally quickly makes it apparent that there these are his treasures. Here's the things that he's found that he likes to, you know, play with and, you know, look at. And he just finds interesting. And so he lights it all up. Um, hangs up his treads, which I find interesting. Like, you never actually see him take them off. They just kind of roll off, I guess. I don't know. He hangs them up like shoes. I, I don't know if you hang up shoes. Some people do. But, you, like, he puts them away. Anyway. Um, so he's playing like this song on a projector screen he's got like a little iPod or something and I'm not sure exactly what the song is but it's basically like an upbeat kind of
1: I feel like that's from the music man but I could be wrong
0: maybe that's something I should have looked up Um, (laughs) but anyway like and part of, like, at the end, towards the end of the song, there's a duet between two lovers and they, like, start to hold hands and sing. And Wally, like, always looks at that part very affectionately. He just wants someone's hand to hold. He's just a lonely little robot.
1: It's Hello, Dolly. Is it? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, okay, Hello, Dolly, which I've never seen. Um, yeah, they're Neither holding.
1: know have I or else I would have known that's what it was.
0: Huh.
1: Neither have I or I would have known that's what it was.
0: Yeah. So he's just watching this movie. He wants to hold somebody's hand.
1: Because he has a personality. He's not just a robot anymore. He's been doing this for so long, he's developed a personality. Yeah. And he's lonely.
0: I just feel for little old Wally. He does have a a friend, Roach. Pet Roach. Yeah. Which, you know, this is kind of cute for a Roach. (laughs) So...
1: Disney makes everything cute.
0: Yeah. Um, then, he's kind of like cleaning out his stuff, and he looks up at at the stars, you know, just to kind of accentuate how feeling Wally is, and uh, he plays this part of the song, and then there's a warning of an impending dust storm, and he looks out, and there's a huge dust cloud coming his way, so he hurries up and gets back inside his truck, we're back into safety. Um, Because apparently, just havoc is being wreaked on Earth because it's just, you know, the atmosphere is just deteriorating.
1: Wow, what a commentary on the world in which we live.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) I was thinking earlier about, you know, the moral of the story between Toy Story 2 and, or all the Toy Stories, and WALL-E. And Toy Story's basic moral is like, Always stick up for your friends. And then Wally's... You got a friend me. Yeah. Wally's basic moral is, don't destroy Earth.
1: Recycle.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyway. yeah, he, he goes to sleep in his little uh, junk shelf. And then he wakes up the next morning and gets back into his routine, for the most part. Um, he kind of groggily wakes up. And... He goes outside and there's a laser, and he's not sh- quite sure what it is. So he kind of like tries to reach for it, and it you know runs away. And basically, this laser is just like a landing system for um, for the next robot that showed in the movie um, called Eve. And Eve actually stands for Extraterrestrial vegetation evaluator. So, as you can imagine, um, Axiom, which is the human ship, is sending back probes to Earth to see, you know, when it's okay uh, to go back to Earth, just see if there's any vegetation growing. Um, And at first, Wally is just Frightened, so terrified of Eve, but you know he's curious and he wants to friend. So he goes to kind of like follow Eve around, and Eve is like all business. Um, so eventually, basically, eventually, Eve comes around to Wally, um, and around that time, like it's basically it's when Wally saves Eve from the dust storm. He brings her in his little like truck home, and uh, shows her around. And in there, she finds a plant that Wally that Wally had found earlier, like inside of a fridge. Wally didn't think much of it, but she found it. And when as soon as she finds it, she goes. She basically sucks it up into herself, and then goes into lockdown mode, and starts blinking a little green light with a with a leaf on it. So he thinks something's wrong with her and he tries to, you know, bring her outside to charge because that's how he does. He uses solar energy. She obviously uses some kind of quantum physics, I don't know. <laughs> but uh Anyway, this ship comes back um and eventually you know goes to pick her up when Wally's away doing his job and he like comes back as fast as he can and catches up with the ship that she's on and hangs on to the side. And they go out of the galaxy, it seems like. So I'm guessing they actually travel for like hundreds of years. I don't know. But it's really not. It's like, you know, 10 minutes. Because...
1: Because Disney magic. Like,
0: yeah, I feel like the timeline is all messed up. I swear they go to a different galaxy, though. It's like they go all the way past all the planets. I guess they wouldn't have to go outside the galaxy. Uh, they, they go out, at least outside the solar system, which would take a long time these days. But, um, yeah, so Wally rides back to Axiom where Eve is to deliver the plant to uh, the captain so when they get back on the ship of course Wally doesn't belong um, so he's just like kind of amazed by everything and kind of frightened and uh, he's looking for Eve because he, he wants his friend back and so he, he's following Eve through the ship. And uh, that's when you meet other cute little robots. Like, there's one that's, like, um, I don't know what to call him. He's just, like, the cleaning kind. He just cleans up everything. And when you, whenever you see through his perspective, it says foreign contaminants. And he goes off and cleans. Anyway, so while he's, like, you know, going through the ship. And this this is the point where you kind of learn about what the humans are, are doing. So, um... Basically, all the humans are looking at screens sitting in hovering chairs. You know, they might be talking to the person next to them, but they might be talking to the person, you know, across the ship, but they're all looking at screens. And anything they need is within, uh, within, you know, reach. They can just reach out and get a drink, reach out, get some food. And they're all, um, morbidly obese. And they basically they just can't move. They're they're stuck in these chairs because of the, they've just been so accustomed to this luxurious lifestyle of sitting in a chair and everything be within reach that they just uh, stopped. Or the, really, they regressed in development. They they look very similar to babies. Um, so. Wally kind of wakes... Gets a few people woke in this. Yeah. So he's trying to get to Eve, and this woman's in the way, and she's talking to her friend, and he, like, shakes her chair, <laughs> and the screen goes away, and she, like, blinks and kind of shakes her head and looks around. It's almost like she's it's the first time she's seeing everything around her. And she's just kind of like, whoa, where am I? <laughs> you know? And... Um, Anyway, um, it kind of goes through the ship some more and you see the captain. He wakes up far too late, but he kind of resets the day like it's already lunchtime. And he's like, whoa, man, I, I missed the morning announcement. So he just resets the entire day back to morning. So people that are eating lunch. Like, they're not being served breakfast and stuff, you know. And then he starts the announcements. And that's when Eve comes up into his captain's quarters to deliver the plant. And the captain's like, oh, this has never happened before. You know, he's like the, what what is it, like the seventh captain in line?
1: Something like that, Seventh
0: or eighth. Because they've been gone for...
1: 700 years
0: Yeah, so there's got to be more than seven captains. Yeah. But uh, he gets played a video that says, Oh, congratulations, you can head back to Earth. There's a plant. Um, That means Earth is ready to be inhabited. And the captain actually has no idea what Earth is. So...
1: I mean, it's been 700 years. He's never been to Earth.
0: Yeah, he's like, Earth? (laughs) So, um, this dusty old manual comes out, and he's like, um, it's it's a book, right? He's like, Manuel, open! (laughs) nothing happens. So, yeah. He opens it up, and it's just basically pictures and stuff of what to do. But, they open up Eve, and... Eve does not, in fact, have the plant. Dun dun dun. So basically, Eve is counted as defective, and um, they find Wally too, of course, and they send them both to what was it called? Like the robot
1: diagnostics.
0: N- yeah, diagnostics. It's basically like a robot nursery. For all the broken and uh, just effective robots and stuff. And when they get down there, obviously Eve, there's nothing wrong with Eve. You know, she does all the tests and everything just like flawlessly. And she's obviously bored. Um, she's got like her little LED eyes pointed down like, when is this going to be over? And then uh, while he's just looking around at all these different robots, just, you know, doing random things. and um you know, there's a paint robot, like, flinging paint everywhere, and there's a... There's one that serves tennis balls, just throwing tennis balls all over the room. It's crazy. So then, Wally sees Eve through, uh, through a stained glass, um, or tinted glass, or whatever. And he's only seeing shadows. Really, Eve's just being cleaned up, or whatever, but <laughs> Wally thinks all these awful things are happening to Eve, and, uh... It like Eve's being buffed out, and Wally thinks you know there's something chopping off Eve's head, and uh, (laughs) so Wally like lasers his shield that he's stuck behind, and gets his way out, and goes to Eve, and like breaks through the window, (laughs) the glass. And, uh, you know, steals Eve's arm gun back that got taken off to be, you know, fixed or whatever. Be well, that's at. where the
1: diagnostic thing is. Like, they took off her arm and then they stuck a little probe in there to run the diagnostics.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he steals it back, but he doesn't know how to use it. So he's, like, pointing it, what he thinks, at the machine that he thought sawed off Eve's head. And he shoots it. And Eve's trying to stop him because she doesn't realize like, what he's doing at first. But he's already shot it. So there's like a slow motion moment where it, <laughs> it goes straight for the control panel at the beginning of the room and of course shuts down the power for the whole that whole room bringing down the shields. So then uh, all these robots are like oh, now we're free. So they just <laughs> start wreaking havoc throughout, you know, down the hallways of the ships. And, um, that's where, like, the security bots are trying to wrangle them up. (laughs) And, they stop in this wall of security bots. And that's where, like, Wally's, like, scared. He's holding Eve's arm gun. And Eve comes up and is, like, looking for Wally, like, give me that back. And then, as soon as eve like installs it back it looks like she's cocking it (laughs) and she's angry because wally stole it and then that's the picture that the robots use to display around the ship like to say rogue robots (laughs) so it just makes out wally and eve to be just these evil robots but really eve's just trying to figure out what's going on with this plant and wally is just you know clueless so they're you know running to the ship, or not running, they're flying, because Eve's, you know, flying Wally around, they're trying to hide from all these, um, robots, and figure out where the plant went, because, you know, Eve knows that, that she had the plant, and she's just angry, she wants to find the plant, and deliver it to the captain, and just do her directive, um, so they end up going down to where the uh, escape pods are, and they find a plant, in, or they find a plant being thrown into an escape pod. Um, so Eve's just like hiding and being sneaky, and Wally is like, "Oh, the plant's in here," and so uh, Wally gets on the, gets on the escape pod. Well, before that. Eve just tells Wally to like go home. That's why they end up down there. Eve tells Wally to go home to Earth, <laughs> and he's she's gonna send him back on the uh, on the escape pod. And uh, he's stubborn. He wants to stay with Eve. And then that's when the robot comes in with the uh, with the plant to throw it in the escape pod. So they. Basically, Wally ends up on the ship or on the escape pod. It gets shot out into space, and it's actually put into self-destruct mode. So Eve flies out after Wally through the um, service thing, and the escape pod explodes far from the distance, and um, it's kind of an emotional point. But then, uh, as you know, a point of comic relief, that, like Disney's so good at. Yeah. Um, Wally's coming back, using um, a fire extinguisher as a thruster. <laughs> so they're kind of swirling around. You know, they're happy that they found the plant, and you know, Eve works her way back inside, and gives the plant to the captain. And. You know that's when the captain starts to realize. You know they can they can go back home because he's been researching Earth and he's you know getting really excited and everything, and he puts a uh, like finds out the video from Eve, like puts a little thing on Eve to see the video, and he's just kind of dumbfounded. Like, where's the blue sky? Where's the grass? Where's the plants? And you know he sees this wasteland, and he's just kind of you know. Heartbroken. Yeah, all, all the videos he's seen are just of, you know, green grass and um, plants and blue skies and everything. And uh, at this point, the captain's kind of going through things in his mind. And Eve is seeing um, the security tape from when she was on lockdown. And that's when she realizes that Wally loves her. To, you know, whatever capacity that he can love. And because, you know, Wally was, like, protecting Eve, was trying to protect her. He thought she was in danger. He thought she was sick or broken or whatever.
1: Yeah. She didn't know that he was doing that stuff for her while she was locked down.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, she starts to get it. She sees the video that she recorded of the t- the couple holding hands and she starts to understand like oh Wally just wants to hold my hand pretty much so that's when things start to go south there's this uh robot assistant for the captain called Otto he's actually like the ship's steering wheel and um this robot does not want He's the one that arranged for the plant to be sent off into space. Because there's actually another video um, that comes up of the president of uh, By and Large. And whereas before he said, oh, you found the plant, you can come back to Earth. There's another video that's, you know, top secret, not supposed to be shown to the captain, only to auto, the autopilot. Um, And it basically says, Earth is just, you know, it's nothing, forget about Earth. Don't let anybody return to Earth. Um, there's too much toxicity here. There's too much trash. It's basically a lost cause. So he just sets up directive A113, which the robots have to follow, or, you know, they try to follow. Uh, but basically, Wally and Eve get sent down to the garbage and uh that's where these there's these huge versions of wally that scrape wally and eve up into trash and like compress him and you know wally's dying meanwhile up on the bridge the captain is fighting with Otto and basically turns Otto into manual (laughs) which i thought was cool which is like a little button that he realized you know was up there after all this time i guess and flips the autopilot back to manual um, and I'm trying to summarize a little quickly here I've been going for a l- pretty long uh, they go back to Earth and he um, fixes Wally, and like in the credit screen there's these little cartoons of how they progress so first they start off and you know they not sure exactly what to do, and then they start, like, getting back. Everybody starts walking again. So that's, like, the first step. Just, they, they take baby steps. And they start farming again, and then, you know, it just, it ends up a good story. So, you know, moral story, don't litter, don't be, you know, trying to throw trash on Earth, because we might have to leave it one day, and then we'll lose our bones, and we won't be able to walk. So, there you have it. Well, we're going to take a short little break after this long segment, and uh, we'll be back in a minute.
1: Hey guys, before we get into the review, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by BB's Boutique on Facebook. Uh, Custom gifts, canvases, shirts, cups, uh, vinyl and woodwork. Check it out, it's B-I-B-I, BB's Boutique, on Facebook. And now let's get into the review.
0: Alright. So, alright, um, what, what do you think about uh, both of these movies?
1: Let's start with Toy Story 2. Okay. Um, so, I like Toy Story, my brother has always been more of a Toy Story fan than I am. Um, I like them just fine i i think out of the whole toy story franchise my favorite character is andy's mom mm. um, because you don't see her much but it is very clear that she is a single mom and those children are incredibly happy so she is doing a bang up job she spends time with her kids they want for nothing She busts her butt to make her kids happy. And she does it. Um, But the thing about Toy Story 2 that I love the most is the two fan theories that go hand in hand. That, first of all, that Jessie was Andy's mom's toy. Emily Mm -hmm. was her little girl's name. Um, And the timeline fits because Jessie was Emily's toy in the late sixties, early seventies, when Andy's mom would have been a kid. And if you look closely at her face, the couple of times, you know, for the split seconds that we see them, see her face, uh, she kind of looks like Andy's mom. The second fan theory that I love is that Woody is a rare toy, which tracks because, you know, Al spent so long finding him. But he was Andy's dad's toy and was passed down. And I just love the idea that these two kids had toys, you know, these similar toys. And were both so much like their son turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one critique I have of the movie is the fact that the toys look more human their motions are more fluid than the actual humans.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed that when she brought that up when we were watching the movies.
1: Yeah, the people look like PlayStation 2 graphics. <laughs> the toys actually look like CGI people.
0: <laughs> right, With like a, a wide um, range of emotions.
1: Yeah. The people... Oh, excuse me, I'm tired. The people have very limited range of motion, especially in their arms. Um, you know, much like PlayStation 2 graphics. I and mean, I just I just thought that was humorous. Um, I like the storyline of Toy Story 2.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: I mean, I feel like I was going to say something else, but it just kind of went out of my mind. So <laughs> I like the storyline of Toy Story 2. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Um, yeah. What do you think? Toy Story 2.
0: Uh yeah, Toy Story Two, I mean, it falls in line with all the Toy Stories. You know, stick up for your friends. You know, try to do what's right. Um, defeat Zerg, you know, basic yeah. life lessons. Defeat Zerg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt I felt like it borrowed too much from other movies. Yeah. It had the whole Star Wars plotline in there
0: i counted five sounds five sounds taken directly from star wars
1: and they were all in the buzz and zerg yeah plotline
0: yep they were used for different things though so i guess that's their because that was before they earned star wars right
1: i'm pretty sure they disney has always owned lucasfilm but they didn't own the rights to star wars
0: Mm, okay so they could use the sound anyway probably
1: yeah at least I believe that that's the case if it's not you know tweet at us, let us know um tell us on Facebook millennial movie Minute look us up, let us know yeah uh you want to review Wally?
0: Yeah, okay, I'll start with Wally because I love Wally. you know that
1: yeah, isn't this is your favorite movie on the bracket
0: I think so. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I'll have to look back, back at the bracket, but I'm willing to bet that it that it is my favorite movie.
1: So if you were doing the bracket um, without watching the movies, you'd say that Wally probably would win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, mean, maybe it's just because it's so fresh in my mind. But I just love Wally. Like, you know, the whole idea. I just, I just like the science fiction of it, and. Um, You know, they they do get some things wrong with the, like... Like, we're... uh, Towards the end of the movie, where... (laughs)
1: Physics nerd.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. They're in space. Obviously, there's some sort of simulated gravity on the ship. Because all these people are being held down into their chairs. Right? So, there's a simulated gravity. And it's got to be at the bottom of the ship. So, it's almost like they're on some kind of cruise line. Right? It's just like they're on a basic boat. But, only thing is that the center of gravity is the bottom of the ship so when the ship starts to turn and you know the the evil robots are trying to throw off um, the good robots from getting getting the plant to its destination everybody rolls off to the side and you know they're off on one side of the ship almost like gravity, almost like they're orbiting around a star but they're not they're just floating out in space there's no star they're orbiting they're just out in space so it wouldn't happen they would just continue they would just do business as usual you know unless unless the evil robots manipulated the center of the gravity which i don't see a purpose for that anyway i'm getting way too off topic i love wally for what it is it's a kid's movie about um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to sh- see
1: five-year-olds in the theater <laughs> going, That's not how
0: gravity works. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a children's film. You know, it's, it's got the drama in there, and that's fine. I understand that. Artistic license. But I just wish that some movies would take more into account, you know, physics. <laughs> and <laughs> Anyway. So yeah. But for what it is, I love Wally. Wally's great.
1: Wally is great. Um I really love the fact that at least eighty five percent of this movie the the script for or the verbal script for eighty five percent of this movie consists of two words.
0: Well, <laughs> There's more words once you get on Axiom.
1: Yeah, no. 85% of the movie is Wally and Eve.
0: But Eve says other things like directive. Directive. And she copies Wally. And uh, she also says...
1: It is a very limited...
0: Directive in like 18 different languages before she falls on English.
1: It is very limited vocally. And I love that because it just like shows what they can do with more than just verbalization. Right. Um and I really I really like the relationship between Eve and Wally. It's so wholesome. He's so adorable. I love Wally.
0: Yeah. And they they even kiss with a little spark. It's adorable.
1: Yeah, but it's like it's not like a like a kiss kiss. It's like their foreheads touch. Right. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think you know which one I'm going to pick.
1: Well, let's let's rate them. Okay. Um 1 to 10, what would you say for Toy Story? 7. You know, that's so crazy. That's the exact number I had in my head. Really? Yeah.
0: Do we keep doing that?
1: Uh I don't remember. It's been too long since the last I th- one.
0: I think we keep doing that. <laughs> I'm going to go with we keep doing that.
1: Okay. Um Yeah, so that's 14 cumulative. And uh what about Wall-E? 10. Okay, I was going to say nine, so yeah. we're right there, close. Well,
0: I'm just, I'm more of a space guy, and, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, you definitely are a nerd. <laughs> I love space, I do. Like, whenever I was a kid, I wanted a telescope so bad. I actually got one, like a little, a little one. It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, a big fancy one, but we were poor, so it was what my parents could afford, and I loved it. I loved science, I loved space, I loved everything about it, I all I wanted, like, every birthday, I just wanted to go to the planetarium.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I married you, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't like space as much as I thought I did, because here's this, like... <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson... Love uh. child over here. <laughs> I don't even know.
0: Like, Hi, this is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Welcome to Star Talk.
1: You're like... You... You love space as much as he does, but you're not a pretentious jerk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know, well, you know. Yeah, it's... I don't like him. Okay. Um,
1: so, anyway, I guess, you know, 14, 19, I guess we know Wally is moving on in the bracket. Yay. We'll be sharing the bracket on Twitter um, when this co- comes up, you know, when the episode is made available. Right. Um Of course. And you guys be sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um find us on all so- social media. Uh
0: Yeah, and guys, we are on basically we're on 10 different podcast platforms. So whoever's listening out there, thank you so much. Um and whoever's not listening out there, Start listening. Start listening. Even though you're not (laughs) listening to this. (laughs)
1: Hey, if you liked this podcast, share it with a friend.
0: Right. Yeah. Just, uh, Um, you know, force them to listen to it while you're in the car. Say hey. If
1: if you didn't like it, share it with somebody you don't like.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Maybe they'll like it.
1: (laughs) If you thought we were giant idiots, share it with somebody who makes fun of us. Like, we're not there. We don't care. Just listen to it. We don't care what your motive is behind it. We would like for you to like it, but... You know, I'm not listening to it with you, so...
0: Yeah. I I don't care. And, as always, if you have Anchor, you can leave us a message. um, And we will decide if we want to play it or not, You know, depending on the message. But, yeah, leave us a message, you can give us a shout-out, just um, anything. We we haven't really decided what exactly to use that feature for, but... If you give us something cool and wholesome and something uh, that pertains to whatever movies we're doing next, then, you know, we're more likely to use it
1: yeah and um you know if you don't have anchor you want you want us to do a shout out for you send us send us a message on facebook tweet us you know yeah. get in touch with us somehow and uh and we'll do that yeah. and be sure to tune in next time when we will be reviewing Coco and Monsters University yes both great movies
0: I love both of those movies
1: yeah, yeah me too Alright, uh, we will see you guys later.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye.